This whole BHI story has now drawn you in as well. Maybe just explain to us how. Thanks, Alec. Um, our client is Christian Ashcroft. He came to us in quite a, quite a state. He basically found um, himself in a situation where he was receiving so much information from so many different people. He was the first, well, not the first, but he was one of the original complainants regarding Mr. Warrener. So he went and he laid the complaint, and then he found out that Mr. Warner had admitted guilt and was not seeking any legal representation. Of course, following that, the phone call started bombarding Mr. Ashcroft, and that's when he came to us. He just really didn't know what to do. So he came to us, and we've taken the matter from there. So he's one of the two trustees of BHR Trust. I guess that's why people want to know from him. Why did he become a trustee with, uh, with this uh, Warrener who's clearly a scoundrel? So I think uh, the word clearly is a bit uh, ha- harsh in this context. <laughs> you think? Mr. Ashcroft. You think? <laughs> you think? I mean, he's As gone to jail. He's taken billions <laughs> from people. He says, oh, uh, just charge me with anything. I'm guilty. I, w- I won't even represent it. I don't want bail. Give me a cell that the, on my own so they won't kill me. I mean, uh, uh, it's clearly. So let's say hindsight is twenty twenty, right? <laughs> but I don't think it was clear to all the victims at the time Surely not. what was happening. Yeah. So Mr. Ashcroft has no isn't Saint Sidian's old boy himself. He grew up, you know, seeing Mr. Warren as someone of influence and someone who does these great things for his school and his friends. So over time, part of the alumni group, they obviously socialized together and they did become friends. That relationship over time started to change when Mr. Ashcroft effectively started to work as a personal assistant to Mr. Warner. And when I say personal assistant, I mean things like helping him train for gym, you know, at 5 a.m. every morning, driving him around um, making him food, buying him groceries. That's the kind of personal assistant Mr. Ashcroft became over time mm. to Mr. Warriner. That, that originally started with Mr. Ashcroft doing some, you know, basic handyman work at the house. So Mr. Warriner was always someone very respected to Mr. Ashcroft, and that's how he always viewed him. For context, Mr. Ashcroft is a man of hands. You know, he does physical labor he's not he doesn't he holds a degree but just in sports psychology he's not a businessman so he basically saw Mr. Warren as his hero and someone that he could trust and rely on that obviously was false at (laughs) at a certain time Mr. Warren effectively came to Mr. Ashcroft and explained that there was another trustee that that trustee had become too old to perform his function and would Mr. Ashcroft mind being the other trustee? Mr. Ashcroft had no sort of clue what this meant, but because this is his mentor, his hero, who is asking him to do this, he believed, you know, this was a privilege that he got to do it. Wow. I don't think it's the first time that something like this has happened, that uh, that a a crook, and you might not call him that. I don't call him Mr. Warren, by the way. In journalism, oh. when people are in jail, 
they lose their rights to misters. But anyway, it's the way it's the way we look at it. I'll take that. Look, I will tell you outright. We're not what I think we think professionally. What Mister what Warrener, I'll lose the Mister, has done is absolutely despicable. For context, our client has lost his entire inheritance if the money is gone. Um, he had put all his inheritance with Warrener as well. So it, whatever his parents had left to him. Correct. It's a really terrible story. How does he feel now about this, uh, his one-time hero? He's absolutely devastated. There's a lot of anger. There's obviously also a lot of guilt. You know, he does say, how did I not know? How did I not understand? But that's where we come back to hindsight is 2020. And Mr. Ashcroft will honestly say, now having much more information and much more knowledge, you know, we are teaching him as we go through this process, he can see how things weren't right in retrospect. But at the moment, he, he just he couldn't understand. And now when your hero breaks your trust, it's obviously, it's absolutely devastating. Have On you, top of losing all his money. <laughs> have you come across this local and global Today was the first time we also finally uh, took a look at them. I had never seen them before, and I, I'm risk adverse. It is how I am by nature. So I found it quite shocking that any FSP-licensed company would be transacting with someone like Warner. Um, but that seems to be that there's multiple companies that have done that. These guys have popped up a few times in the engagements that I've had and interestingly enough they operated the chap's called Hal Dane who runs it he operated out of two homes uh, on Barry Herzog Road until fairly recently when he took over the old metal box building at Mill Park so it, it gives the impression of a, a big organization because it's a big building there uh, but it it yeah. uh, it appears not to be. But it, what's interesting there is that they're very deep into more the middle class communities, and apparently were being paid five percent commissions on money that they raised wow. for Warrener. So you see why I think he's uh, he's he's quite he's a rogue. Absolutely. So it's funny because we went and looked at that company's website, and I was again I saw you know they have that big building, they've got banners on the outside. And again, if you're any sort of reputable institution and you're giving, taking people's money, why would you give it to a trust? What happens next with Mr. Ashcroft, given that he was a trustee of the BHR Trust? Is he liable in any way? Is that why he came to you to say, please help? <laughs> so, of course, there is the question of criminal liability. But I do think we're sitting in a situation here of an innocent victim who was not aware of what was happening. So the real reason he came to us was to help him engage with the various authorities and to make sure that he's doing the right thing to secure the funds as, as far as possible. So just to give you some context, he had been desperately trying to get the bank account frozen and was basically being stonewalled throughout the process. So he came to us to say, am I doing the right thing by closing the bank account? And can we make sure it happens? And not close, sorry, freeze the bank account. Was that with NetBank? Correct. And what about this company Axiom? 
They're also registered with the financial authorities. I, I looked a little deeper and the founder, CEO, lives in Switzerland, which was quite interesting. Had you heard of them before? I have heard of them before. I've never had any sort of dealings with them. Um, when I asked Mr. Ashcroft about it, he said that he does know Axiom, but as far as he was aware, that Axiom had stepped out of the picture some time ago. So we're not sure if that link is still consistent. That accusation about Axiom comes from the K-Word papers, and we're not sure if that's still up to date or if that is old, an old relationship. Wow. Gets more and more interesting as we go forward. So what are you going to be doing for your client from here onwards? So we are helping him engage um, with the Commercial Crimes Division and the Hawks, and we are busy waiting for the appointment of a curator for the trust. Um, and when that happens, we will help him help the curator do whatever is necessary. Have you got any idea uh, whether there is money left in the trust? We have no idea. We would also like to know. Caitlin Gottschalk from Gottschalk Attorneys, and I'm Alec Hogg from biznews.com.